0: morning everybody good Friday morning made it through another week well I consider we started. we're starting the end of a <laughs> end of the week right holy cow do you, who out there thinks that time just keeps flying by too damn fast hopefully we'll have a good show today I'm gonna hit a couple of comments uh, one question that was missed yesterday I'll start the show off with that but before we jump into that Just a reminder, I'm not a therapist, nor an attorney. An individual much like you who's gone through this experience, developed some tips and techniques that have helped me, that I share with you to help you get your life back. Undo some of the damage. Hopefully repair the relationship with your alienated child. Basically just get things back on track. As I always say, be careful when you're throwing diagnoses around. Only a clinician in a clinical environment can do that you don't want to get caught up in a situation where people are saying, hey, when did you become a licensed therapist? doesn't help you if that happens. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that over at the YouTube main page, become a channel member, or there's various ways to support the channel over at dadsurridingdivorce.com. I just love this song. Just like gets everything going. Hopefully, you guys got your, your your coffee ready, and we will gonna we will jump into this and get things get things going. See, we got quite a few people here already. I'm gonna move some things around so I can get. Uh, getting my view correct all right so we are going to just jump right into a question that happened at the end of the show yesterday that i wasn't able to to uh to i ran out of time on and that was from marie and it says does a narc remarry soon to hurt us. My ex did this and I think it's because she has a lot of money. I think he is using my kids to get to me. He says things that are just crazy and wrong. See, the thing is, is I I think we have a tendency to look at what's going on and think that everything they do is to get to us. And, I mean, rightfully so, because it feels like it, and you don't understand why people are doing things. Uh, I think the reality is, is they're not really thinking of anybody except themselves. The fact that it hurts us with whatever they're doing is like gift with purchase. It's like, hey, I can do this because it's uh, it's good for me, or they think it's good for them, and it makes the ex feel like crap. So I don't necessarily think that it's so much that they're doing it intentionally for just to hurt you. But, I mean, it's, see, the thing is, is I think sometimes, and the reason we think that is I think most people who are normal when they're being attacked like that, by this, would like to be able to lash out somehow and just prove that, you know, you, you, know, you don't mean anything. This isn't affecting me. I'm perfectly fine. And the reality is, is that, yeah, we're not. <laughs> but I mean I know for me, it, had I found the right person early on before I even was starting to heal and they were, you know, younger, faster, smarter, whatever, there's a there is a would have been a big risk for me jumping into it, you know, convincing myself that it's something that it wasn't focus more on hurting them. Remember, these people have a tendency, well, these people focus on themselves, getting their supply, filling up their bucket however they possibly can, and that's their driving force. This is the reason why they can do things that are hurtful for their kids, and they don't even think about it, because they don't think about anybody else other than themselves. And this is something that I did struggle with early on, where I thought every action that was taken Had a a more deep seated reason, a more you know more going on, more nefarious, and it took me a long time to realize it had nothing to do with me. The decisions that were hurtful for me, that were hurtful for the kids, were not to hurt me. That, like I said, that was just a secondary you know secondary side effect that you know was beneficial <laughs> beneficial to the ex, but not so not so good for me and that that was a really tough thing to to come to grasp with because i would think like in this situation and this didn't happen but i would have thought you know that that it was because of me and and let me back up what what all what i i guess the example i can use is just just different things. I mean, things that were thrown out, the allegations, uh, the, you know, you don't care about the kids, the, the lies that, uh, could potentially destroy my career. I was, I would think early on, it's like, well, I mean, like, Oh my God, I mean, what the hell did I do to her to, to, des- to deserve that? because it was like the the response that I was getting did not in any way equate to what was going on. This is the hard part about it when you're starting out and you're early, in the early phases of it because you don't necessar- necessarily understand the you know pathology, for lack of a better word, or maybe that's the perfect word. And you are trying to rationalize what's going on based off of what you, not what you think should be going on, but, but, but on a on a on a decision matrix that you would use. So when something like that happens, and I, and I hope Marie's actually on today or catches the replay of this, when they do something, it's it it hurts. And then typically what happens on this is you know it starts out where they meet someone else and then, and then they just love to post on social media, you know, how they've now now they found their soulmate. Now they found the right person. You know, everything else was horrible, but this person is fine. The thing, the thing that everyone forgets is, didn't they say the same thing back whenever your relationship started? You're my soulmate. I'm so lucky I found you. We're just kindred spirits. The reality is, it's just part of their act to land the next person. And if this person, if I read that correctly... Saying that uh, Marie's ex has found a person with a lot of money, he's taking out all the stops to make sure that he's covered. And I would, I mean, I would imagine that if there is child support involved, and you're thinking, "Hey, you know, cool, I can live off of this person, and I don't have a job, and no child support, and you know, whatever the issue is," again, it's a secondary benefit for them. It's not necessarily primary. They're always more concerned with taking care of themselves as opposed to hitting, hitting you or hurting you. It's even on the whole thing with, you know, parental alienation. It's, they're trying to get you to where you don't have any part of it. They're, they're trying to scare you away, in my opinion, to just leave them alone. It's like, okay, they'll make your life so horrible that you'll go away. It's not necessarily to hurt you. It's like, okay, I want this person out. So what do I have to do to make this person out and make them pay? I mean, you know, not pay, 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 but I mean, just, you know, have a consequence for all these, all this, all this going on. And then it rolls into, let me undermine their credibility so that if they try to expose me, it won't work because people won't believe them. I've done the, I've done the preemptive attack destroyed their character, destroyed their reputation. So when they come back and they say that there's a problem with them, that people will, will think, oh, well, they're just disgruntled or they're just, you know, they're, they're blowing it out of proportion. Most of us fall for that trap, to be perfectly honest. So that was one of the things I wanted to get to. So if you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing one 373 5483 1424 DSD live. If you're outside of the United States, you can scroll down into the uh, description of the video part of this when it's live, this works and use the link for the web interface that bypasses all the telecom services and just does it through the computer. Kind of like WhatsApp for a call in. Hopefully everybody is having a good morning. I kind of jumped into this. I mean, I didn't even didn't even have any, any little banter. (laughs) I got to get coffee today. I just realized I'm down to my last, my last little batch. After today, I will no longer be able to make coffee. So I have to rectify that salute, that, that problem rather quickly. So let me check and see what's going on a little bit in the comments. Oh, I see Christy says my narc X always used to uh, always use soulmate. Hey guys, here, here's the other thing. I just want to just throw on this. I most people know this, but I just just to just to just to drive the point home. If your ex, or even if you, if you find somebody who's getting in a relationship super quick, and that relationship is going off like a rocket, and they're talking about being engaged and are are getting married in weeks, that's a problem. That's not enough time. That's that's basically throwing caution to the wind, believing all the, the hype and not really getting an opportunity to meet somebody and to really figure out what's going on. So when, you know, if someone else is doing that, if your ex is doing that, just realize that it's a, it's a train wreck waiting to happen. So, you know, and, and in some ways, if they're able to get away and start focusing on someone else, Hopefully, they will stop focusing as much attention on to you. Anyways, so that does actually kind of lead me to, well, not completely, but there was another, another comment that I missed on a video. Actually, this is... Well, okay, so this one, a person was talking about getting, whoops, getting better on this. And and the comment was basically talking about their ex that they, they basically made a comment. Well, let me, let me see. I'm trying to scroll up and it's not letting me, they're basically talking about how they couldn't stop thinking of, of their ex and, and just felt like it was, you know, it'd been seven months and it was still as if it just happened. And. One of the things they said is that they, they finally blocked their ex on social media so that they won't see anything, and they were saying that uh, it's actually feeling a little bit better. One of the problems that we, we fall into is thinking so much, ruminating about what the ex is doing, and we can't get them out of our head. This, this, this goes back to what I've talked about in the past about the reality of no contact people have the fallacy where they think no contact means that you just don't contact the person. It's like, I'm going no contact. Do you want to hear about my ex? I'll tell you all about my ex. Let me talk about my ex and what's going on, what they're doing, what I found on Facebook, but I'm going no contact. No, you're not. That's not no contact. No contact is one part of it is you don't contact the ex. The other part of it is you don't look at what's going on on Facebook. Instagram, all the social medias. You don't start asking everybody who runs into them. How's X doing? You know, you don't want to hear that. And you're not looking for, for information. And the problem is, is that even if you're not talking to your ex, if you're still getting reoccurring updates on what's going on in their lives, you are still connected. You are still effectively in contact with that ex. No contact when you do it right, you are basically giving yourself an opportunity to purge that person from your life, like detox from from it. And you almost have to treat it like that because what will inevitably happen, and this did happen with, with me as well, is you get into the point to where you feel you, you've, you've basically gone no, no contact. You feel pretty good. You're like, hey, this person doesn't have the effect on me anymore. I'm doing great. And then you bump into them and you, your facade just crumbles. And you just tumble down a hill and you're like, whoa, what happened? It takes time. And, and it, it takes time to heal from this. And I think some of those experiences that are not very pleasant, they're a good indicator to let you know how you're actually doing right if you if you're doing really well and you think, man I got this i've I've purged them out of my head, they don't have the effect on me anymore. I'm not in the narcissistic fog. things are going great, and then you run into them at the grocery store or you run into them at a school function, and then for the next five days you're a complete mess, <laughs> well, then you're not doing that great, but what that just means is it just means you have more work to do, right you still haven't purge that out of your, out of your system. And you need to give yourself time to do it. All right. So again, if you want to participate in the show, one, four, two, four, three, seven, three, five, four, eight, three, one, four, two, four DSD live. Having a uh, allergies big time. We're having all kinds of fires around here. So it's just like smoke and just weirdness all over the place, and I think it's—I think it's negatively affecting my my uh, my breathing and allergies. So there's another question from GA. It says, "My question would be, do you have moments where your mind replays scenarios over and over again, and how do you switch it off?" I used to have that actually, um, and it's—I mean, I, I know it's going to be a, a broken record, but it's my reoccurring theme. I was doing the therapy. I got to the point I was doing it once a week and then I started doing the resources off my website. Uh, these these hypnosis files, you know, getting over divorce, breaking our men to your broken heart, letting it go, unrequited love. Uh, the Relationship Hack, I think, has one extra video and I would play them over and over and over and over and over again. I would do it in the morning, afternoon, night and just basically cycle through the different ones to, uh, to start to break that cycle. And it did, I, I was talking about earlier, if you caught the show where we were talking about, uh, routine, I, that helped me develop a new routine that helped me get to the point to where I could stop myself in those thoughts. Part of that also was the, let me go to this other page. Uh, on the YouTube page, on the first set of playlists, Mindset for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery. I mean, they they all intermixed, right? First was hybrid, no contact, where if you have kids, it just minimizes getting triggered by communications. The next thing is the absolute thinking to where I just had to remind myself. Every time I would start thinking about our replaying scenarios and wondering what happened or why, it's like, well, it's because she's... Again, not diagnosed, but I would just say in my own head, "She's MPD." I don't remember what I said. I might have said, "She's MPD comorbid with borderline." Maybe, maybe that's what I was. I can't. It's been so long; I don't even remember. But when I would start thinking about it, it's like, "Well, why did she do that?" MPD, borderline, right? And then what? what and and that way, instead of going through and spinning yourself out of control, you you put your, it's basically like a command interrupt. You're like saying you're, you're, you're stopping yourself from going down that path Saying Wait a minute. No, I'm not going to go down this path. I'm not going to replay this scenario and over, over again and re question it because the answer is this. The answer is, this is the problem. The pattern of behaviors fall into it. They do everything that the books and the literature and the YouTube videos say. So that's them. That's the reason why and now I can focus on myself and then that rolled into the black hole thinking to help that what is what I use to help me stop constantly thinking about what was going on what they were doing what she was getting away with comparing my life to her life constantly wondering or thinking you know how does how does how do they get away with everything how do they are they able just to, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, goo, you put it in your hands and it just slips through your fingers and you can't hold on to it and it always gets away. I don't know if that's a good example, but that's the way it felt. Absolutely felt that way with me. Tricia says, I believe it takes time for our minds to help our brains bounce back from neuro, um, chemical damage of gaslighting. Mind equals intent. Brain equals healing. Yeah, Exactly. We get just sucked into this stuff. <laughs> Looks like some people are watching my old videos. Yes, for the first three, three years of the channel, I, I, I actually, for the majority of my life, I did not have, not much, more, like almost all. It's like I've only had the, this beard thing for a year and a half. And, uh, yeah, it, it looks really weird when you look at the old videos, it's like, geez, that's the same person, but I'm so happy now, right? I gotta, I gotta bounce to my step <laughs> anyways. Oh, I like this. Jackie says, my therapist told me to stop trying to work them out. She said it was uh, paralysis by analysis. Exactly guys you know see this is validation is a su- is is super important phase of our of our healing of your healing the problem is is at some point as soon as you have enough information that you like okay i got it i've i figured this out pivot your time to working on yourself it's it's such a better utilization of your time it's uh it's one of those things where it just, you can spend so much time ruminating about them, trying to figure them out, questioning it, or, or, or hell, even if you know it, but just like watching them like a hawk so that you can go, yeah, 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 that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a personality disorder trait. I've read about that one. Oh, and there's another one. And, and then that one, you know, it, okay. And then what happens is they do something that doesn't fall in the trait and you're like, oh, wait a minute. How does that, what does that mean? And, and, okay. The way I dealt with that, again, with the absolute thinking is standard behavior. And if they did something out of that standard behavior, it's manipulation. It's manipulation to get something. It's not genuine. That That's the way I was able to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to stop thinking about her, the ex. I got to stop thinking about them. And I have to. Take that same energy and focus it on fixing me, repairing my life, making my life better, making my, my life and my relationship with my kids better, minimizing the impact of toxic people in general. And then once you start doing that, I mean, I swear, it's, it's almost like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, like, like if you're getting ready to run a race. And and you're sitting there and you're just kind of running in circles and you're, and you're not running in circles. You're just walking in circles and you're talking to people and you're not doing anything, but, but you're not going anywhere. And then they start the race, but you don't start it. You're still, you know, tying your shoes and you're looking in your bag and you're looking for something else. And it's like, at some point you have to say, okay, I have to start moving. I have to start going. I got enough information. I got I got all the resources I need. I know that there's water ahead of me. I know that there's check-in spots and I just have to start moving. And depending on on, on your level of, of healing prior to that, maybe you're better prepared for it. Some people can heal faster. Some people, it's going to be a pain. You know, I mean, think about it. You know, you, you always celebrate the person that crosses the finish line first, but typically they also celebrate the, the people that are like last. You know, the people that persevere, and maybe they don't run their marathon and Record time, and maybe it takes them, you know, a, huma- a huge amount of time. But typically, you know, it's still celebrated to get over the finish line, and and that's the thing. Start making that that trek towards working on yourself. Stop opening up the the gym bag of your ex, you know, and focusing on them because it's it's you're not making any progress. However, let me say this, if you're struggling, also be kind with yourself because this is not an easy process. This is a very difficult process and it takes time. So even in that analogy, if you find yourself, you know, you run a mile or you run, you know, a few hundred feet and you're like, you know, oh, let me look at the other information and you get sidetracked. Just also keep in mind the progress that you have made. It's like, okay, the start line was back there. I've made it, I've moved past that, and I'm moving towards the goal. (laughs) All right, Matt had a comment, says, uh, this week my wife got mad at me for calling our son's dentist and having our son's dentist send text to my phone as well as hers. Uh, Retaliated by throwing clothes behind TV and hiding remotes. You know, there's always going to be retali retaliation and that is one one problem with this is as and, and everyone needs to anticipate this and, and i'm i'm reluctant sometimes to bring this up because i don't want people to think that there's that it's just just it just gets worse there's no escaping this because there is however when a toxic person utilizes a tactic and they're getting their results and then you acclimate become immune to their tactics like what this like what Matt's talking about they very typically rev things up and they come up with something else honestly Matt for for your situation my that's an excellent that's an excellent data point to bring to court you know document it and basically when you come in and you're and you're building that case of everything and you're like look I've tried to have information shared they won't share I finally had to go around to the doctor to get the information and the the response was this it was to throw my clothes behind the TV and have a conniption fit I remember that's the way I had to deal with it with the school stuff. I had to ultimately go to the school and say, you need to send things to both people. Now, the automated system would only use one email. So initially what I would do is I would just go in after, you know, after she put her email in and just change it to mine. And then I would send the stuff to her. Because I never, you know, would never get anything from her. And I also would work with the teachers individually and say, Hey, look, you know, if you send something out, can you tell me as well? That happened once with my, my youngest, I think on her third grade teacher, I went to get her for a uh, therapy appointment and, uh, the teacher, (laughs) the teacher wouldn't let me have her. It's like, you need to come get her. I need to talk to you. It's like, I went to the office and it's like, Hey, the teacher wants to, uh, wants to talk to you I'm like all right so I go in she pulls me in the hallway and she's like you know your child is a train wreck and I'm like what are you talking about because I've been sending notes home and I've talked to you know I've talked to your ex or talked to the mom and I'm like look she doesn't share anything with me I have no idea what's going on and I'm like look can you please send me information here's my email and we started working better together actually the funny part funny story story time uh, she, see, I was working, the ex wasn't. So I did that. Right. So this is the retali, you know, talking about retaliation. So the retaliation was the ex volunteered to be a teacher's aide in the, in the class. And I'm like, Oh dear God. Now, ultimately it worked out for me. Some people, it doesn't right? some people, their exes can go in and, and it's like, Oh my God, this person is so awesome. You know, how could you ever let this beautiful butterfly away? And uh, that was not the case. Actually, the teacher told me, she's like, oh my God, she's a train wreck. I said, I thought it, she was going to be able to kind of keep your daughter in line, but they end up playing with each other. <laughs> it's like, now I have two, which makes sense, right? I always talk about how they're the age thing. So it makes sense. So what the teacher ended up doing is have her go do something on the other side of the room. It's like, you know, hey, you know, Miss Dwayne's ex, could you go sit over here and have great, you know, go through these papers? She was like, "Oh my god!" It, she comes in and 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 it's like it's not doesn't make it better. It's not like having another adult in there; it makes it worse. So I was fortunate in that way that mine did an outstanding job of exposing themselves and uh, helping build my own case. So instead of me having to say, "Look," I just had to say. I'm sorry that you're having to deal with that, but it doesn't surprise me anyways, so hopefully Matt, that was helpful but good for you man for for finding a ways to work around their uh, their issues their the way the problems they're trying to make, but anticipate that I think the one thing is is it's it's the benefit you could take from it is that they are you know, they're, they're recognizing that their tactics no longer work. So they're having to try something different to still get the same, or get, to get the same result. Anyways, man, I am so glad (laughs) that it's Friday. I almost was going to take today off, not today from this show, but I was going to take my, my normal day off, but had some uh, ex- exciting, not really, uh, annoying things happen yesterday that I have to deal with. So that that has completely interrupted that. I love this. Matt says, I'm the Rocky Balboa of NARC divorce. Yeah, just, I mean, if people in the comments know that are probably reading this. But he, uh, he's actually not divorced. They're still living together in the same house. And, you know, it's just a train wreck. The guy's got tremendous amount of perseverance. I I don't know if I could do that. Living in the same environment with somebody who's completely going out of control is, I mean, the stress is just, you can't get away from it. Divorce Papa says, My ex certainly exposed herself at my daughter's school with the principal. However, this coming school year has a new principal, so we shall or we will see. Yeah, that's one thing that I found really frustrating on that with the school thing. It's like, you know, you, you, you it was like lather, rinse, and repeat. You start the year off. The teachers don't understand. You know, you're, you're trying to just restart everything. You know, most people, unless they've talked, right? And, let, and, my, and ultimately, in my situation, you know, the teachers finally started saying, hey, this is what's going on. So a lot of it was, it got easier as time went on because I didn't have to try to explain it. Plus I got better at it, right? I mean, initially I would be like trying to explain it in a way to where somebody would be like, well, maybe his, you know, oh, great. We got a bad divorce. You know, what, what, um, you know, great. Don't want to deal with that. I'm sure that's what they were thinking. I'm sure they didn't want to deal with it anyways. But, you know, after a while it just got easier and I would just let her do her thing and, destroy her own credibility and reputation, and then just work with the teachers to try to undo a lot of the damage. And it was, got it, you know, I mean, just thinking about it, that was not fun. That was so freaking stressful. I mean, I had, through different iterations, I mean, in the beginning, you know, whenever they give the packet of schoolwork for the younger kids, you know, it's like on Monday or Tuesday, they give it to them. I had the kids, um, you know, Wednesday night and Thursday night, Friday morning. So I was able, so it's like, I always had to you know, get all the homework done that was supposed to be done throughout the week on Wednesday and Thursday. Then as it progressed, when homework is assigned throughout the, throughout the week, uh, initially I would try to do that. I would try to get my youngest to finish the, uh, finish the, the early stuff. And a lot of times it just got to the point where the teacher was like, you know what, just, just, just have your daughter do the homework with you. Forget the rest of it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll grade it differently, and just focus on when you have her. Now, the sad part is, is that I mean, I wanted at the time. I'm like, man, can someone just freaking poke her in the eye? But no one would, right? I mean, I remember one of the teachers who did that was doing the the on-off thing. I ran into her or, you know, one time picking up my child and, and said, Hey, you know, have you talked to the ex and yeah. I said, So what's going on? Because oh I I just tell her everything's fine now. I'm like, What? Because yeah, you know, I just don't even bring anything up with her because it's you know in one ear, out the other. It's just, you know, oh no, everything's great. So as you guys know, the problem with that is that then they think everything's great. And they think if you're complaining about it, You're, you know, blowing it out of proportion or you're being, uh, you know, you're being difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right. Oh, so Aaron had said to, to Matt, so from my experience, they've generally been talking crap to the dentist, doctor, school, and don't want you to know about it or to counteract the story. Yeah, that's a good point too, right? I mean, they have a narrative that they're putting out there. They're having an uh, an illusion or a story and they don't want anyone to counteract that. So that's a good point. And then POP, it said, uh, I have a recording where my ex-wife lost her business in front of everyone. She tried to make me look bad and it backfired. See, a lot of times if you can, if, if, if that situation happens, right, if they try to provoke you and it doesn't work, are you are able to, to respond in a way that kind of exposes them? A lot of times that's what happens. I've had that happen uh, a couple of times. One time in particular was with a neighbor who lived behind us who decided that she wanted to be uh, in the middle of everything, you know, try to be peacemaker or whatever, and you know, so she would be defending the ex. And I finally was like, I, I, I kind of set her up because the school that our kids were going to was pretty good. And they were talking about, you know, I said, Oh, well, she wants to move into a different school. And she goes, no, well, why would she want to do that? That would be, you know, no, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, oh, whatever. and I, and I didn't say it too much. I just kind of threw it out there. I, I lobbed it out there. And a few days later, the person came back to me just kind of like, oh, my God. I'm like, what happened? It's like I was talking to, you know, I was talking to, the, um, well, at the time, I guess, my wife, your wife. And uh, we got in the discussion of this, and she snapped and freaked out. I'm like, oh, sorry you had to experience that. A lot of times, it's a lot better if people will just experience (laughs) what we're trying to talk about, as opposed to... uh, us trying to tell somebody what's going on or get them to believe it. It's just, it, it, we are really better off. You are really better off just focusing more on yourself. Keep your defenses up to where you minimize the, the attacks. You know, have a good, strong, you know, have a good, strong border so when they're lobbing the, the rocks at your, at your walls that they just bounce off. And then let them torpedo themselves with everyone else. Oh, man. Oh, it's just, you know, guys, here, here's the thing. You know, I keep saying, you know, sorry about that, but here's the thing. You start this process thinking, hoping that they are going to change. That the situation will change and become better. That's what I wanted. And I'm sure anybody new in this, they're thinking the same thing. That's what I want. The reality is this. You change. You modify your perspective and you basically insulate yourself from what they're doing. And I've seen this from relative, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, relatively minor situations to really, really bad parental alienation, alienation situations. And the reoccurring theme is, is that once you pivot your focus onto yourself, you start working on how to rebuild your life. Re, I often talk about rebaselining your life, just kind of accepting that, you know, maybe you were here in life, and this has knocked you right back down and it's it's a tough one right it was tough for me when i was when i was at the pinnacle of my career and then all of a sudden i felt like i was you know back being a stock person at a store you know making hardly anything it's tough but the the thing is is that you have to realize You can choose to be bitter and angry about everything that's happened to you, which I often say is you have absolutely every right to feel that way. But at some point you have to come to the realization that barring winning the lottery, which that would only solve the money problem, which then, you know, maybe that would also resolve the legal issue to where you would have the money to try to fight for more time if you had parental alienation. But there's, not, there's n- not really a lot of external factors that are going to come in and just wipe away everything and make it better. You end up having to say, okay, how do I re-baseline my life? How do I find some joy in my life? How do I make this new normal okay? It's what I had to do. It's what everyone has to do. If you don't, you sit there and you're constantly irritated. And I had many days like that thinking, like even with my, I'm thinking my vehicle for right now, you know, I had a truck, you know, didn't get grace, get greatest gas mileage. I didn't have the money, to put gas in it. Whenever the uh, tires got bad, I didn't have money to replace the tires. I mean, way back when I was actually at a point where I had no credit, I had no credit cards. I needed to buy, put tires on the car. I couldn't get a, a store card because my credit was so bad. I didn't have any money to pay. I didn't have, I didn't have it. There was no money. And Debbie ended up lending me some money so that I could put two tires. I think it was two, or maybe I don't remember. Cause so for the longest time then I was buying used tires, right? It's like, Oh shoot, I need tires. I can't afford tires. I'd never in my entire life. Remember buying not a set of tires. You need tires. You go buy a set of tires. Couldn't do it. I was a friend of mine who said, Hey, buy used tires. I'm like, well, what, the, what are you talking about? Yeah. People, you know, go in and they replace their tires and they're still tread on them or they buy a new vehicle and they get, um, they get, uh, you know, they, they upgrade and they have tires that have hardly no tread on are not no tread loss. So I started buying used tires. I buy two sets, you know, or not two sets. I buy two. And, uh, the one time I just couldn't find any and I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. And that kept me angry. It kept me mad. I should have been grateful, right? I should have been like, wow, at least I have somebody in my life that's going to front me some money for a couple of months until I can pay him back, and uh, it, it's, it's okay. The problem is we get so caught in looking at what our past life was and comparing it and equating the, the, the situation to exactly what has happened to us or what the other person has done, and it just keeps you angry. And it's tough because back in the day, I would have felt that I can't just let it go. I can't just let the person get away with it. And then after a while, I realized, well, I have to let it go because I'm not letting it go to let them get away with it. I'm letting it go so that I can get away from it, if that makes sense. It looks like we have a caller, so I am going to grab them, make sure I get everything set up right. Hello and welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Dwayne. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm great. So what? What did I, I see? You. It says uh, narcissistic of. Actually, I, the 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 auto screen thing A doesn't work survivor. well. <laughs> so what did you want to talk okay. about?
1: Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to tune in and just um, remind all the listeners today of how important it is to not be angry, like you were talking about, because when you release that anger, you're actually regaining your own power back and oh, becoming that is so
0: stronger. True. You, yeah. you are so... I,
1: I've experienced so much. So I just feel like I've come out so much stronger. Um, I graduated as a nurse now and I was an at-home mom for 20 awesome. years.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. That is super awesome. Good for you.
1: But you, it's so important though to not be bitter and not to look back and like you were talking about all the benefits of being with that person because that just keeps you down in that pit, you know, that yeah. depression and anxiety and everything. So, and there are still good people out there.
0: Yeah. No, I, thanks. I mean, I, I, I actually,
1: appreciate
0: I, you saying that.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I can share this or not, but I, I lost my daughter to suicide because of the abuse and, um, in a rough road. My ex still gets visitation. Which is unfortunate, and it was a very yeah. cult-like setting. He's a religious person, so I've learned so much. I feel like I have a lot to share, and there's so many resources out there available to women and men, and it's important yeah. to take advantage of them.
0: Yeah, I'm so so sorry about that. that's you know I'm, but I think one of the things that's I, I just I can't even imagine, but even with all that, you've been able to find your way through this and regain your life back. Right. I mean, but I just, yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Because the only other option is just to continue to dwell in that. And then that's how the narcissist wins. Yeah. That's how they win. They want you upset. They want, they want to see you defeated.
0: It's a, it's a really crazy thing. And you're, you're right. It's like, it, the longer we stay connected with them even through anger it 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 effectively is letting them win it's like
2: right. they, they're sick
0: and they they relish in uh, in that attention doesn't have to be positive attention and i would imagine to be honest probably him knowing that you've you're moving on and moving on with your life and starting a new career which again congratulations on that i know that's not easy to do so so kudos on that. Thank
2: you.
0: Um, I mean, that's got to be driving him crazy just that you're able to just move on. So
1: Absolutely, it is. I can see it in his face and his oh, behavior. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. So that's why it's so important. I, I know some people might think it's crazy, but it's, guard your energy. If you don't want to swap that. You don't want to give them that. They Yes, they want that negative energy even if it's negative. Any attention.
2: Any so attention. guarding your
1: energy, keeping that for yourself. Yeah, no, don't give them any thought. Don't think about them. Don't don't talk about it even. The more you talk about it and think about it, that's just giving them what they want. So it's important to be positive, keep your vibrations high, meaning just being positive, you know, thinking about good things, taking care of your bills and your kids and yeah. giving that energy to them. And if you don't have kids, you know, find things that you do enjoy again. And it might be really hard at first to get out of that funk or cloud of darkness but <clears throat> it's important
0: it's absolute, yeah absolutely well thank you so much for sharing that i'm so sorry for for well,
1: thank you what
0: you've been through but i mean what strength and power well, you are you demonstrating
1: tremend- yeah thank you i wanted to say you've helped me tremendously i followed you i don't know if you recognize my name but i tune in for a second here and just tell you i appreciate you you've helped me on my route to recovery and it's been it's been a hard road but there's definitely hope and you've been one of the helpers so thank
0: you. Oh, well thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Well, have a good rest of your day. Sure. And man, that see I'm I'm torn on this because that's rough. You know, uh I got to make sure I don't don't lose it, but uh however, what I will say is that's a very rough example of what I've tried to talk about that the situation can be just horrific and that was pretty bad but there's still a way to find life at the other side of this and to break free from that even with something as catastrophic as that I mean I've used other examples in the past that that one's pretty rough But guys, I mean, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I almost need a moment. That one got to me. Holy crap. Wow. All right. Let me, uh, let me, uh, let me have a drink of coffee. We only have a few minutes left anyways. Oh yeah. The phone lines are still open. One, four, two, four, three, seven, three, five, four, eight, three. Holy cow. Um, All right. Uh, man, that took that one, that one threw me for a loop. Um, GA is asking, or somebody's asking about the Discord. Yes, I do have a Discord server. If you guys are not familiar with Discord, Discord is an online platform, kind of like an internet relay chat from the old days. Uh, if you want to gain access to that, it's a smaller, cold-down community of a few hundred people that are kind of at the same, well, not at the same level, but from the DSD tribe, I guess. And you can get to that by if you go to the YouTube main page, just click on underneath the video where it says DSD. Click on that. It'll take you to my main page in the main banner, which I really need to design. But once I redesign it, I'll still leave it. The uh, the discord invite link is right there. So click on that. It will open up discord. It actually I'll just go ahead and click it real quick. It'll open up discord and say, uh, do you want to be invited to this thing? Just do this once. We got 313 members, 21 people online. Uh, When you get into it, you know, you know, you create a little account and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you will um, get into it. DM me, direct message me. To and if you don't, or if not, if you don't, but well, if you don't, I won't. I'm not going to add you into the private area. Uh, More than likely, one of the really awesome members will try to point you in the right direction. And uh uh I'll get you into the other areas. I just want to make it's like I just so so the behind the wall thing is is private. So you have to get gain access. It's not automatic. The 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 main one or the general public one you can get into, but you won't be able to see the other twelve areas, I think, uh, without me giving you permissions. Anyways, wow. Um let me uh I'm just double checking my clock. Oh, got another GA became a channel member. So thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Another way to support the channel. I thank you very much. Oh, it's one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I've been playing around with this text notification thing. I think I mentioned this the other day. I'm not sure. And what happened or not what's happened, but I, um, my understanding, the way it worked, is that I could send up to 200 messages a day. Well, what I'm paying for is 200 messages a month, which is that's a I don't even get what that was going to do for me. So I haven't I haven't killed this yet because there's like 11 people that have signed up for it, or maybe 10. Um, if let's see, if you're interested, this is what I'm talking about, where you can text DSD Live to eight five five eight four nine six nine five two. If that is valuable, I may try to transfer it to a different service that has a little bit more capability uh, and less limits because that... Anyways, so am just throwing that out there. If you're interested in that, sign up for it, and either I'm going to kill it, it doesn't cost you anything, or I'll move it to another service. So anyways, uh, I since we got a little bit of time left, I got one more caller, so I'm going to... Let's see, it says... Uh, says, hi, when you take your life back from the narcissist to not give him the energy, how do you not feel like a bad per- uh, bad parent because your child is no longer in your life? Hello, you're on the show.
2: Oh, hello. Uh, I know you only have a few more minutes. I was hoping you could give out some positive affirmation on... um. But see, I'm doing surprisingly well. My child has not been home for almost five months now. I um, believe I'm doing so well because he's not taking that energy from me. Um, but every now and then I keep coming back to how dare you be happy right now? Your child is not with you. Yeah. How, you're a horrible person. How can you be happy right now? Your child is not with you. Those thoughts just keep coming back to my head, and it brings me down. And I wonder if you have any positive affirmations to get those thoughts out of someone's head.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I know what you're talking about, and I've heard this a lot from, from different people. Because it's, it is. It's It's like you, 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 you beat yourself up because—I mean, like even the last caller. You know, it's like, how can that person— you know, be happy with everything that they've gone through. Well, ultimately mm-hmm. you deserve happiness too, right? I mean, you're not, you know, the the, the circumstances have, have come up to put you in this situation. You know, you didn't necessarily, right, you know, I-, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you decided to bounce across the country and you're someplace else and you're just thinking, oh, I can't believe I left my child. This situation has happened to you, Right. You know, I mean, you, you didn't choose this. It's happened. And, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to find a way to, to, to still be able to live a life. And it's hard. It's going to take time. And I would really encourage you to find a good therapist to help you work through that pain because there is a lot of pain there. I mean, and it and it's tough whenever you're in that situation, to where you're trying to break free from it, but at the same time you're feeling the guilt of the situation, right?
2: Uh, yes, I'm. Uh, I feel very strong for what has happened to me. I have gone through a lot. A lot of people say, "How can you? <laughs> how are you doing? Just fine." Well, he has done a lot worse to me that. You hit rock bottom. The yeah. only way to go is up. And um, I'm so happy. I'm living my life, yet my daughter is not in my life. How dare I be happy? Um, well, but l- let me then just... again, I keep living my life, and I'm happy. But then those thoughts, how dare you be happy right now? Your daughter's not with you.
0: Well, I mean, your daughter's... Okay, just to double-check, your daughter's still here, right? She's just with your ex?
2: Yes, she's with. I called you last week. Uh, She's with my ex, and I'm only allowed to have contact with her in front of his yard with her.
0: So, but okay, right? No, Uh, all right. Thanks for the clarification on that. So, so here's the deal, right? Your daughter wants you to be happy, right? Your ex doesn't want you to be happy. Your ex is messing with you. So, so the reality is, is that. You know, I mean, you're, you're, the likelihood that your daughter's going to look at you and go, Oh my God, mommy, how have you been happy? You know, while I haven't been able to see you, they ain't not going to happen. And your daughter doesn't want you to you be know, a wreck. Thank you.
2: Those words that you just said right there are just so helpful because I keep telling myself when my daughter comes back, I want yeah. her to see me in a happy exactly. state. Exactly. And you know what? Yeah. I do believe. She wants me to be happy. So I'm going to keep telling myself that. My daughter, what would she want right now for me to beat myself up or to be happy? I believe. Yes, she wants me to be happy. I thank you right there. That's all I needed. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Well, have a good rest of your day. Hang in there.
2: I will. Thank you.
0: You know, it's, 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 God, these people are just. The, the the epitome of evil to to do to play these games just to just for control and to you know I mean it kind of like we talked about at the top of the hour we were talking about how the question was is you know are they doing this to hurt us? I mean I still agree I still think that it's mainly for them right and it's just but but just the 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 behaviors that are so destructive, so fricking cruel. There's another caller who's kind of was going through something similar on this, not a caller, a long time viewer of the program. Who, uh, during the COVID thing was kind of doing this, you know, basically he had their daughter, you know, mom was losing their mind. It's like, look, you can do a picnic. You know, I don't care. You know, social distance, we you know back in the early days of this, when everyone was really, more worried about it. It's like, come over. You can go into the forest and have a, and have a tea and spend time by yourself and not, you know, whatever accommodated everything. The second it switched back, actually in that one, what happened with that is mom came over the daughter and her went and did the thing, came back trying to throw, was trying to throw her in the car to drive away with her. And the daughter jumped the fence like, Whoa, what the hell? And then later after the mom really tried to guilt the the daughter into, you know, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. You know, we, let's just transition. I'm not working. You know, all these different excuses. What ultimately happened is a second that she got, that the the daughter went back with the other parent, what this happened, no communication, nothing, not even any like, you know, Hey, you can come over and talk nothing. And if every time he tried to talk, it's like, you're harassing me. I'm going to call the cops. I mean, it's just, these people are evil. How do I pull this back at the end of the show to where this doesn't end on that it ends on a high note? The high note is focus on rebuilding your life. Focus on finding joy and happiness in your life. Focus on maintaining the best relationship you can with your child. Even if you're not seeing them, just know or just just keep building on that. Don't take the bait or the fall for the trap where they they basically have you undermine your own relationship and it's so easy to fall for that it's so easy to get in that mode where you are so stressed and anxious and you're not thinking straight and you're not sleeping and you're just feeling horrible and you make mistakes don't let them win (sighs) on that we have finished up the fourth week of this new show appreciate you guys hanging out with me today i appreciate the strength of the callers sharing their stories we had some pretty rough ones today i hope that uh you guys feel that it was a good discussion be kind to yourself don't let them win take your life back